Hello and welcome to Cumber Baptist Church Podcast. The following is taken from our evening service, Sunday 2nd of June 2019. This evening we are joined by Pastor Clifford Morrison, who takes his reading from Luke, chapter 5, verses 12-16, and brings us a message entitled, He Never Loses His Touch. Find our New Testament reading this evening in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 5. And commencing to read at verse 12. Luke 5 and commencing to read at verse 12. Luke, writing about the Lord Jesus, says, While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report went about him, went abroad, and great Crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. We know that God will bless to our hearts the reading of his holy word. Mara Brooks Welsh was a remarkable lady, a Christian poetess who wrote a poem entitled The Touch of the Master's Hand. And it tells how the value of a violin changed in the auction room through the touch of the master's hand. One of the lines in the poem goes like this, the people cheered, but some exclaimed, why? We do not quite understand. What changed its worth? And the answer came back, the touch of the master's hand. You will not disagree with me when I say what a difference a touch can make. The touch of competence. I have a great liking for men who are DIY experts. Because often when they come into my home and they do something, the comment is made, it's a pity I hadn't have married a man like that. You know what it's like. They're not top of the chart so far as my appreciation is concerned. But there are some guys who are like that. A musician and his or her instrument, an artist and his brush, a craftsman and his tools. The touch of competence. And then of course there is the touch of comfort. There's nothing more comforting or reassuring than the touch of a loving hand. You and I know this, for it has happened to us in times of sorrow or defeat, as well as in times of success and great joy. But tonight we're not thinking about the touch of competence or the touch of comfort. We're thinking just now about the touch of Christ. We read through the gospel records and we discover again and again that we find our Lord Jesus touching people and people touching him. And the distinctive thing about our Savior's touch was that it was always transforming. When Jesus Christ touched men and women, they were never the same 
again. And this is beautifully illustrated in the story that we have read tonight. Here is a man covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, Luke tells us, he fell with his face to the ground and he begged. He pleaded, he beseeched. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus, we are told, reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And as we close our meeting tonight, I just want to highlight one or two things about the touch of the Lord Jesus. I think, first of all, I would want to say that here we have the touch of compassion. The touch of compassion. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. And in this statement, we have a summary of the story of God's great redemptive plan. This is what the gospel is all about. You see, before he could cleanse the leper and save people like you and me, he had to make contact with the man. And this he did by being born as a babe, living as a human being, and dying as an atoning savior. And in this touch of compassion, Jesus, first of all, identified himself with this man's disease. Now, we can read this so thoughtlessly and so casually. We read, a man came along who was covered with leprosy, and Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. What we need to realize is simply this, that in the East... A leper was never allowed beyond certain limits of a given city. He was also instructed whenever people were around him, he was to cry, unclean, unclean, so that no human contact could be made with him. But in spite of all these regulations, our Lord reaches out his hand and touches this man. And in this action, Jesus Christ symbolized in picture form, what his death on the cross was all about. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the apostle tells us that the Lord of glory was made sin for us. He who knew no sin. Here's how Paul puts it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's a staggering statement from Holy Scripture. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. God made him who never had a sinful thought, who never had a sinful attitude, who never had a sinful action or reaction. There was no unclean thought that ever entered his mind. I cannot fully comprehend. I cannot fully uh, communicate to you tonight what it meant for the Lord Jesus to be made sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Though he was the very sinless and spotless Son of God, he took the very curse of sin upon him in order that we might be redeemed. And in the Bible, leprosy is a type of sin. And if you want to know what leprosy can do, read something about the ministry of Bill Woods in the Acre Gospel Mission. 
and you'll know something about the horrors of leprosy. Sin like leprosy disfigures. It defiles. It, it, it eventually destroys. But nevertheless, Jesus identified himself with this man's disease. What a message for all tonight who have any sense of their spiritual leprosy. But Jesus not only identified himself with this man's disease, he also identified himself with this man's desire. The man is covered with leprosy. And he comes to the Lord beseeching him, imploring him. It means to pray with reverence. It means to ask with humility. It means to request with great longing and desire. Then this man doesn't come with a, with a casual attitude. He's desperate. Here was a man in desperate need who could turn to no one but Jesus Christ to meet that need. And that's the story of grace. That's what's so amazing about grace. Here is the glorious truth of the gospel message. There are needs in our lives that we would not share with others, with our nearest and dearest. But when it comes to our Lord Jesus, there is nothing to hide. And we can bring our every need to him, for he knows our deepest desire. And he's ready to hear our prayer, even if it's only a whisper. So there's the touch of compassion, identifying Jesus with this man's disease and with this man's desire. There's the touch of cleansing. Luke tells us, the beloved physician, that Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. You see, whenever the Lord Jesus touches a man or woman, a miracle always takes place. He's the only one whose touch never loses its power. The touch of Jesus Christ is always effective. And in this touch of cleansing, God recognizes the personal worth of a man. This man was covered with leprosy. He was the outcast of society. No one would want to go near him. But in spite of that, Jesus touched him. And in our Lord's action, a powerful truth is translated. Jesus was in actual fact telling this leprous man that although he carried this awful disease in his body, he was still made in the likeness of God. He was made by God for God. Indeed, such is the worth of a human soul that the Lord Jesus was going to give his life that he was going to pay the price for the redemption of that soul. I love that old hymn, The Vilest Offender. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. In this touch, God recognized the personal worth of the man. And in this touch, Jesus did something more. Not only did he recognize the personal worth of the man, but he revealed the power of the word. You know, there is something here to grasp tonight. Luke tells us that Jesus spoke, and here's what he said, I am willing, be clean. I am willing, be clean. And what we're learning here is this, that the word of Christ is the word of God. The same word which brought the universe into existence. But more marvelously is the fact that when God speaks through his son, redemption becomes a reality. The old hymn puts it like this. He speaks and listening to his voice 
New life the dead receive. The mournful broken heart rejoice. The humble poor believe. God's word teaches us tonight in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith. And so faith is very important. How do we get faith? Faith is not natural. Faith is supernatural. And Paul writing in Romans 10 says this. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing through the word of God. Faith comes from hearing the message, says one translation. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. That's why we believe in the public proclamation of the gospel in the preaching of the word of God. We're living in a day within the church when preaching is on the decline. God forbid that that should ever happen in Cumber Baptist Church. We believe in the preaching of the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. Because of Christ's mighty work and because of his infallible word, he can say, I am willing, be clean. And when he says that, he means it. And when he speaks, it is done. So what a touch here. There's a touch of compassion. There's the touch of cleansing. And thirdly, there's the touch of commission. Jesus reached out his hand and touched this man saying, I am willing, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him not to tell anyone, but to go show himself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for his cleansing as a testimony to them. Luke tells us that the news about him spread all the more so that the cries of the people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus withdrew to the lonely places and prayed. I've said it before, I said it again tonight, because this story emphasizes it. No one can ever know the touch of the Lord without experiencing a change taking place in their lives. A change that leads to a life of service, a change that leads to a life of devotion to the Lord Himself. This is the story of the Christian church. We saw a little glimpse of it in our DVD earlier in the service tonight. This is the story of missionary enterprise, of individual exploits for the glory of God and the good of man. And so it was with this one-time leper. Notice two things as we close. In this touch of commission, Jesus, first of all, instructs him in a life of worship. We cannot worship God without the grace of God. We cannot worship God and not be in Christ. And one of the evidences of being in Christ is our desire to worship God. In Old Testament times, every cleansed leper had to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving for his cleansing. And this is what Jesus was asking this man to do. And this is precisely what every child of God is directed to do. If we know anything of the transforming touch of Jesus Christ, we cannot do anything less but join the worshipping community of God's people. You see, some people will say to me, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. 
And I will say, wrong question. Wrong question. Here's the question. Why do you not want to go to church seeing you are a Christian? I talked to a man and he said, you know, I can take my dog along uh, the lagging walk on a Sunday morning and see the beauty of creation and see the waters in the lagging and I feel that God is all around me. I said, so you can. But I said, the instruction that God gives to his children is not to neglect the assembling of themselves together. And if you truly love the Lord and if you're in a relationship with God, then the evidence of that relationship will be a desire to worship God. Worship is the highest activity in which any man or woman can engage. In fact, it is what distinguishes us from the lower levels of life. God wants us to be true worshippers. Committed worshippers of Jesus Christ. Oh, let us not allow anything to deviate us from worshipping the Lord. From worshipping Him in spirit and in truth. And if we are rightly related to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, if we have any appreciation of His love and grace in our lives, the result will be that we will seek after the things that are for His glory. And if we seek after the things which are for His glory, then we will be ultimately seeking after the things which will be for our good. Jesus instructed this man in a life of worship. And Jesus inspired this man to a life of witness. Even though publicity forced our Savior to withdraw himself for prayer, and wait upon God, the fact remains that this man became an inspired witness to the transforming touch of Jesus Christ. You can almost hear the people talking. Do you remember so-and-so, the leper? Do you know what happened to him? Have you seen him recently? What a change there is in that man. And surely it goes without saying that no one can experience such a touch and be silent about it. Someone asked Billy Bray, who was famous for shouting hallelujah, if we put you in the barrel and put a lid over the barrel, that would stop you shouting hallelujah. He said, no, it wouldn't. For he said, I would shout it through the bunghole. I would shout it through the bunghole. But you know, that's what happens. In the everyday experience of life, we are meeting people who are recovering from illness, from surgery, and who have nothing but praise for the surgeon, the medical team, the nursing care, through whom they have experienced great medical care, and we can understand why they react the way they do. Why then should it be so surprising or strange for anyone who has met with the Lord Jesus to spread his fame and name abroad? Have you experienced his touch of compassion? Have you experienced his touch of cleansing? Have you known his touch of commission? Well, if not, the Lord is here. Unseen to the natural eyes, but real to faith. Willing to touch you, to cleanse you, to heal you from your sin and to bless you. The little chorus says, reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. 
reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. What a difference a touch can make. Mara Brooks' poem concludes with this verse. But the master comes and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought by the touch of the master's hand. O master, I am the tuneless one. Lay, lay thy hand on me. Transform me now. Put a song in my heart of melody, Lord, to thee. He never loses his touch. Jesus Christ reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing to be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. There used to be a song very popular in evangelical circles some years ago. We don't hear it sung too much now. Shackled by a heavy burden. Neath a load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. And I am no longer the same. Oh, tonight, may we know that touch of compassion. That touch of cleansing. And that touch of commission. We thank God for his word. And we pray that he will write it on all our hearts tonight. For his name's sake.